You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle. I'm Elaine Swetman. And I'm Charles Kelso. And we're too busy monkeying around to put anybody down. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week we are talking to a small gang who went to the Monkey Men concert. We have with us Bryna Dambrowski. Welcome, Bryna. Hello there. And Patty Adams. Hey, Patty. Hi. How's it going? Fantastic. We're so excited to hear about <laughs> the uh, concert from some people who are actually at the concert. We talked about it a little bit because we watched a lot of the videos that folks had posted, but we're excited to hear the in-person um, views. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to go. We tried to work it out where we could go, but it's across the country for us. And we just uh, yeah. we, we went on a cruise to see Mickey earlier in the year. And so we couldn't get the finances together to get out there or the time off work again. But yes. So, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. It's exciting to to talk to you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you for Thank you. <laughs> were you on the Flower Power cruise? That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. Yeah. We were as well. Oh, oh. nice. So we yeah. probably saw you. We were around. We were around. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, we did a whole podcast about it too. It was a it was a good time. It was a it was a fun cruise. Mm-hmm. It really was. That was a very cruise. Yeah. I had a blast. <laughs> So um, I think first off, tell us about how you guys got into monkeys. Well, I'll go ahead and start. And then Patty, because Patty, I think as I had mentioned to you before, she's a lifelong uh, monkeys fan. I watched the show growing up and uh, I also used to watch it with my girlfriends and we would pretend we were in the band. So <laughs> it was kind of a fun time, right? As as a, a preteen, so to speak. Yeah. and and then. You know, I have to admit that I was more of a Beatles fan than a Monkees fan. But when Ron McNeil, who you've interviewed before, Mm -hmm. had uh, talked about starting a Monkees tribute band, so called the Monkey Men, and I know that the Monkey Men have been on the podcast before, Mm -hmm. I was super excited to see what it was that they could do. And with one other person... We started a fan page, which I think you've taken a look at. Oh, yes. And I will tell you that it's quite interesting because, you know, they did two shows. One was never announced. It was kind of a precursor to the Starlight Bowl. That was at Mission San Juan Capistrano. So it was like a soft launch. Right. And then two, two weeks later, they did Starlight Bowl. And from that, our fan page itself went from, we had like 160 members. Mm-hmm. And within that two weeks time, we're up almost to 750 members, wow. which is awesome. that many. However, we continue to grow maybe two, three, sometimes four or five people asking to join every day. Wow. So That's awesome. There are a lot of monkey fans. <laughs> out there they are. 
Yes. Yep. And the monkey men are just incredible. Yes. So that's, that's awesome. my story. <laughs> Patty can tell you hers. <laughs> I, I echo that too, because being, you know, with the Fab Four for quite a while and and then talking with Ron and Josh and Doug, who play the Monkey Man, just getting to know them and just everything that they went through as far as learning the songs and practicing and getting the show together. It's just watching them and just talking with them. It's, it was just, it was a heartfelt warmthness for me because um, I was talking with Josh prior and he was showing me the list of songs that they were practicing. And it's just like, I would always tell Ron, I, this was just like, a moment in time and a dream come true for me because I did. I grew up kind of like Rhina said too, you know, watching the monkeys, being in love with the monkeys. I actually was going to marry Mickey when I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite happen, but that's okay. <laughs> when it all finally came together and just watching everything that they went through uh, to get it together and being there at the mission, it was like, a, I can only say it was like a dream come true uh, to be able to see them in person <laughs> and reliving the actual monkey uh, phenomenon and the songs being there and closing your eyes and thinking that you were at a monkey's concert mm-hmm. or just for me, you know, just sitting and watching TV and being like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, oh my gosh, it was just, it was so much fun just being at the mission and seeing that, like Brian said, the soft launch and um, just seeing the reaction of the people, a few of the, the people in the audience were just like, is this their first time? And I said, yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, they're great. And, <laughs> yeah, awesome. them, and them getting the, the monkey walk down, I was like, they're like, OK, we're cool. still practicing on this. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but that makes it even better because it, you, you find it hilarious when when people mess up. Right, right. Yeah, it it makes it it makes it even the more real because right. you know they're yeah. trying and they're actually being monkeys, you know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brian, were you talking about you know growing up and and watching them on television and pretending like you were in the band? I mean, that's a lot of people did that. That's one of the reasons that people yeah. who are big musicians now who are, who look back on the monkeys as an inspiration because mm-hmm. they reach such a young group of people who and they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, in watching the monkeys, you want to be in a band. Yeah. I mean, I watch the monkeys now and I want to be in a band and live yeah. at a beach house with my buddies and, <laughs> you know, escape yeah. from a haunted house and that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and I, um, you know, I didn't really play an instrument until uh, late in life, so to speak. So for me, it just watching and seeing the guitars themselves, I do play guitar now. I didn't start playing until the pandemic, mm. but I can... <laughs> Now I can still pretend I'm in the band, <laughs> although I'm not getting up on stage with my guitar, mind you. <laughs> not yeah. yet. But I can do it in my room. Nobody will know. Right. Yeah. And see, there's a thing. I wanted to be the drummer because I was in love with Mickey. So okay. I wanted to be the drummer. Yeah. And of course, Brian, you know, the guitar player. So I was like, hey, we need to take this on the road. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You guys are halfway yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, we are. Now, you guys mentioned that you've been fans of the Fab Four for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. I know a little longer, but <laughs> I've um, been a fan of the Fab Four. We've been following them since uh, 1999. Wow. wow. And we saw them for the very first time, my husband and I, in Laughlin, Nevada, at the Riverside Casino. And, you know, it was packed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who are these guys? And <laughs> why are they so good? You know, and then I saw them at Disneyland because they used to play at Tomorrowland Terrace, yeah, which yeah. is you know, on stage in Tomorrowland. And, you know, it's just gone on from there. I mean, the thing that I didn't know 
really was there was a fan group, you know, that goes along with them. And I didn't actually start participating that way until around 2017. So, hmm. however, I do admin a Fab Four fan page as well. Yeah. And we ha- we're the smaller fan page. They have a large fan page. That's the Fab Four International fan page. They have about 25,000 members. Wow. Our wow. fan page is a U.S. page, and we have just under 1,700. Okay. So it's still a large group. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and just like last night in Bakersfield, I always do pictures and videos for the fans around the country and then post them. So they're on the fan page now so that people that aren't able to go to the shows are able to see the guys perform. That's awesome. Yeah. I like tribute acts and we're, we're big fans of the Fab Four as well. But some folks aren't. That's fine. But what is the what is the appeal of it to you to go to a tribute act? For me, I'd have to say maybe because I didn't get a chance to go see them live. So just seeing them, seeing this tribute and just knowing in my heart that they're reliving and have, and I get to relive this experience at this mm. age. I remember the first Fab Four concert I went to, I'd actually followed them since like 2014, 15 um, on their videos. And then I got a chance to see them in a concert. I live in Fresno, uh, California, and they were at a casino up near me. And so I went to go see them. And I was like, a friend of mine said, close your eyes and you're going to really hear, think you're hearing the Beatles. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, yeah, okay. It's just a, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a band, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I was blown away because I, I mean, I grew up with the monkeys. Yes. But I loved the Beatles, but in my household, I could only listen to the monkeys. My dad didn't want me to listen to the Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) It's like uh, to get to experience this. And now just, I feel like I'm reliving my, my, a young her younghood again. Yeah. It's just a phenomenal and it's heartwarming and it's fun and the people that you meet and, you know, and the friends that you make, it's just, yeah, it's over. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I would say that I have seen actually the monkeys in, in live. And that was back. I'm not sure what year it was, but they were still touring and um, it was, the three, it was Peter and Davey and Mickey and no Mike. Mike wasn't touring with them, but it was at the Universal Amphitheater, which of course is no more, mm. but uh, a live concert. And all of a sudden, Mike Nesbeth walked out on stage, wow. which to everyone's surprise, all four of them performing together. So that was not only just a special night, but it kind of reinforced the idea of, you know, who they are. Yeah. And then if you take it, you know, as Patty had said, we don't get an opportunity to see, I mean, Mickey's last man standing now. Right. Yeah. And Ron McNeil is a genius. And really, his creation really of Monkey Men has, <laughs> um, it's an opportunity for people to be able to be, in the moment with the monkeys. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, the show, and I, and I know I sent you some videos, the show mm-hmm. was spot on, you know, from the jokes to the walk to the music, you know, mm-hmm. and they work really hard to the look, yeah. you know, and we continue to try to promote that every time they put a new picture up, I I'll flip it over to 
our fan page. I mean, the monkey men, and you've been on that page. They have yeah. a page yeah. as well, right. but we also we're we're highlighting what it is that they're trying to do. And mm-hmm. I know that when they go out, you know, and are able to tour or whatever, you do more shows, they will just continue to draw in people. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're easily going to get as popular as the fab four. And one of the things I remember, oh, yeah. um, I was thinking of when, when Chuck was asking what, it, what draws you to, um, tribute acts. I mean, these folks specifically, because they put so much into it and put, they're not just tribute act. They're like a recreation. Mm-hmm. And cause you don't yeah. see that. I remember on the flower power cruise, like you guys, were there um there was another beatles act there that was there earlier in the week jukebox beatles they were actually there i think the entire yeah. week of the cruise and they were fantastic but they weren't trying to be the beatles and do exactly the beatles they they just weren't it wasn't the same it was fantastic right. i loved them um i would love to get to see them again but it wasn't the same but i did hear someone saying why do they have another beatles tribute band we already had a beatles tribute band i don't think i'm gonna go to this one and i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> How do you not know the Fab Four and how they are so much different? Well, I was like, that's fine. I will have a seat at the extra concert. Right, for I'll you. sit in your seat. Thanks. <laughs> right. Well, there are people, and I've seen, I mean, we even get comments on the fan pages for both the Monkey Men and the Fab Four that people don't like tribute acts. Right. Uh, but we, as you had indicated, I consider what they do, it's much more than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fab Four, four guys on stage performing, no tapes, mm-hmm. no um, anything extra added. The Monkey Men, not, it's a little different because they do add sequences and they add, they have extra, you know, performers, Matthew Hickman and Ron McNeil playing right. background. Mm-hmm. But there's right. a lot more intricacies to, that music what was on the television show yeah because the beatles like would reconfigure their stuff so they could tour with it and perform it so that was already in place where with the monkeys they didn't really tour as a band that much the the later beatles stuff they didn't they didn't tour on but right but still but but they were generating that music in a different way yeah um then the monkeys music especially the early stuff wasn't it was just music that they were singing on i and i think what most people don't realize because you know you know both patty and i we watched the television show right and you know patty was going to be the drummer and i you know (laughs) i like davy that was my you know the one i wanted to be or whatever it may be but most of them were already musicians, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, it, and I don't think a lot of times people just think here are these four actors right. on TV, <laughs> you know, that really yeah. don't know what a guitar is, which right. is farther from the truth than it could mm-hmm. be. Yeah. So the, the first time I told my mom that I was going to a monkey's concert, the first thing, the very first thing out of her mouth was, you know, they don't play their own instruments. <laughs> and, this, and I'm like, like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh. But with the but. with the monkeys, there's the additional complication though of they're they're trying to make the monkey men look like what was going on on the TV show, mm-hmm. but sound mm-hmm. like the records. Yeah, which they, that they, clashes they, really hard. Well, they weren't even doing that in the '60s when they yeah, were yeah. filming the TV show. They were just filming the TV show, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to make it look like they're using the correct instruments and that sort of thing. And and you can see that in a lot of the. The monkeys videos and things where they're goofing off and stuff because it's a comedy show yeah right yeah but yeah. um so there's a whole other artistry that, that's going into it that they're having to take it into account even stuff like the way mickey's drum kit is set up but be yeah. playable yeah absolutely yeah. 
And, you mm-hmm. know, as Patty talked about with, you know, the, um, the guy that plays Mickey, mm-hmm. um, Joshua Jones, I mean, he's extremely talented, but that's a challenge for him, right. you yeah. know, to mm-hmm. play the drum kit, the way that that drum kit is set up, mm-hmm. you know, so even more so it requires more rehearsal. It requires, you know, more, um, attention to detail, so to speak, you know, all of them. So, And they work really hard at what they do. And all of them are in other tribute bands. Mm. Yeah. 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 So not just the Fab Four. Right. (laughs) You guys were able to see them live. What was a standout for you, Bryna, about the experience of seeing them live? And was there a a song or um, a performance that particularly that grabbed you? Well, I would say that it just the opportunity to see them, you know, and see how they look and their attention to detail, as I mentioned before. Mm. Uh, my favorite song, uh, Pleasant Valley Sunday. did an incredible job with that and you know one of the things about a tribute band and i think that people have to think about the idea that they are performing we know what the song sounds like so their attention to detail to make the song be the way you expect the song to be is a really big deal Mm. yeah Yeah. I, i don't you know, want to sound too deep about that, but the idea that it's just like with the Beatles, you know, if I hear a Beatles song and it's, oh, wait, that's not the right verse or that's, you know, in my mind, being a true fan, I so appreciated what they were able to, to do uh, live at the show. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's, It's kind of like with the Fab Four, you know, they, they've got the additional challenge in the Fab Four shows, of you know song a day in the life or something like that like i mentioned before they didn't tour on it wasn't designed to be played live and they're having to now play it live and they do a fantastic job yeah right so yes yeah, seeing the, the same sort of challenges going into the the monkey man is it's phenomenal patty what was your standout yeah. moment well i'm gonna be honest but i was the girl that uh, davy brought up onto stage oh wow oh yay <laughs> that's definitely a standout moment <laughs> yes uh, but I have to agree with Ryan up Pleasant Valley Sunday. And of course I'm a believer. They knocked it out of the park. Wow. Um, but yeah, the, the whole thing with, um, with Davey was Ron had approached me, um, at the Saratoga show and said, 
that this is what they were working on, that eventually once they get going, Davey's going to come down and bring a girl up onto the stage and sing to her. And he's singing, you know, I will be true. And the whole scenario of like, he holds her by the hand and then he's, you know, uh, singing into her eyes and then he bends down and sits her on his knee <laughs> and then sings into her ear, you know, and just lovingly looks at her in the eye like, and I'll be true to you. Yes, I will. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, I know this was Frankie, Ron's brother, but I melted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally melted. I got to do it twice, the practice version at the mission and then again at the starlight. And I, and even Ron said, no, remember, this is my brother. And I said, oh, I know. <laughs> but when but I'm in up my there, mind. <laughs> I know, but when I'm up there, I did. I got lost in the moment. Yeah. And I literally looked at Frank and I realized, okay, this is Davey singing to me. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he, had the, he had the accent down and the the tone of that song, just perfect. Wow. Just perfect, you know, and it's just like, um, but yeah, I was the girl that, um, that Davey got to bring up on stage and, and sing to. So you really were living your childhood at... dreams. <laughs> oh, my I mean, Mickey didn't bring you up on stage and like set you on his drum kit and play the drums around you. So, I mean, not quite childhood dreams, but pretty darn close. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Because Mickey was behind me. <laughs> I, I have those, those pictures captured where I am like, you know, uh, with Davey and then Mickey's in the back and I and they're singing so I'm thinking okay they're both singing to me oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a it was a special moment in time something I will always remember and I I told Ron I said thank you for that experience because it just it was again for me it was like a teenage heartthrob moment that I got to relive and it was just it was phenomenal and just being there up there on stage while they were singing was like the best yeah yeah that's fantastic. It must have been a good photographer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, several people were taking pictures, but yeah, I got some really good good pictures, and um, I even took a picture and had a pillow made out of it. So, oh wow, be on my bed. <laughs> that's so cute! Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, I, <laughs> I got to do the whole you know thing, you know, with like okay, pictures and ah uh, moments, and yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, they did a phenomenal job. And like, um, I don't know, it's, it's like I said, just watching them the first time at the mission mm-hmm. and how they just knocked it out of the park. And and then Doug, who plays Mike Nesmith, singing Papa Blue Jeans and uh, You May Just Be the, You Just May Be the One. Again, those mm-hmm. are my two favorite songs, too. I'm just like, holy moly. Doug, man, he just knocked it out of the park. It was just, yeah. His whole facial expression and the way he played the guitar and, you know, and strum magic fingers, you know. And, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Was, it was great. It was, it was great. Yeah, from the video that I've seen, it looks like they're all nailing the roles. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. And then a couple of times, especially at the Starlight, when um, Matthew Hickman held up those signs, like, yes, he really is playing this. You know, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> you saw that in the program, you know, and it's like, or the great Pietre, you know, or, you know, here's Peter, you know. And um, and then what I liked um, also, too, is at the Starlight, um, um, they got up on stage to, you know, say the Fab Four was coming back. But it was just uh, my, I was just Mickey, Davey, and Peter. And they're like, you know, yeah, here again is the Fab Four. Because, you know, without them, they'd be just be the uh, monkeys or monkey mm -hmm. men. And I said, isn't that right, Mike? Mike, Mike, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's that great. I mean, you can hear the audience just chuckle because they remember stuff like that from the show, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it yeah. like, brought back all those great warm memories. We're going to take an intermission. We'll be back in a few minutes. Don't go away. Don't change that channel. What he means to say is we'll be right back after the commercial. I'm Gina Shock from the Go-Go's, fabulous drummer of the Go-Go's. Hi, this is Tony Levin of King Crimson. Hi, this is David Fisher for the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Hi, this is Richard Evans. I am the author of Listening to the Music the Machines Make. Hi, this is Teresa Kariakis, punk rock photographer. Hi, I'm Tom Bojour, author of Nothing But a Good Time, and you are listening to Modern Musicology. Modern Musicology. Modern Musicology. You're listening to Modern Musicology, so, you know, pay attention, you might learn something. Now, at the Starlight, they were opening up for the Fab Four. Yes. Was it a primarily a Fab Four crowd? Were there a lot of Monkeys fans to see the Monkey Men? I mean, I mean, really, I'm asking, I guess, is how receptive were the crowd to the Monkey Men coming out? Well, let me um, say that the crowd was there to see the Fab Four. Okay. Uh, it wasn't a Monkeys crowd necessarily. Right. Because most of the people that come to Starlight Bowl come every year to mm. see the Fab Four. Mm. Okay. And in line and you know talking to people um but the crowd was wild when the monkey men performed and yeah. there were thousands of people there so mm. it was a very very large crowd right and mm. it you know made an impression and as i think i had mentioned to you before that people started being interested and all of a sudden are looking for the fan pages and, you know, the monkey yeah. men page and they were able to create that sense of excitement. And, and then of course, then the fab four came on. So right. it was a great experience for mm -hmm. them to be able to perform to that crowd. That's yeah. great. That's, That's I'm, amazing. I'm glad to hear that because not everyone who likes the Beatles likes the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom, for instance, yeah. she grew up with Beatles records and mm -hmm. was just probably just, you know, a couple years older than the average monkeys fan. And so yeah. it was one of those things like <laughs> the people two grades younger than you like. That's terrible. You know, and just held on to that all these years. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that they that they had a warm reception there and that people were into it. They really did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you should see the crowd like words when they went back around to sign autographs and mm. take pictures. There was a line. I mean, okay. oh my gosh, there was a line around waiting to, you know, pick up a picture and take pictures with them. And mm. and they, the guys were so gracious. They stood out there and signed the pictures, you know. And oh um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It. Oh my gosh, it was. It made my heart warm. So I'm just like, oh yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and 
the monkey men page, you know, on Facebook, the actual their page, mm-hmm. you know, they have um, over 3000 followers now. Awesome. You know, so they are um, continuing to grow. I mean, I'm looking at their page right now and um, they have almost 3000. It's 2.7 thousand likes. But I think yeah. it's more important to see that the there are followers. There are mm-hmm. over 3000 followers and that's mm-hmm. with only doing two shows. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you, you can see the possibilities. Oh, yes. yeah. oh and, yes. and that's an important thing, not just for their egos, but for, you know, going to promoters and bookers and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's a statistic that people look at that oh, yeah. are people right. into this act, you know? So, I mean, if you're out there and you're not following the monkey men on social media, do it because that yeah. if you're, if your words are not going to come to your town, that's going to help. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It will. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was a great opportunity. And I don't know if, you know, they'll continue to open in certain places for the Fab Four. Mm. I see that as being an, op- well, not just an opportunity, but a, a perfect fit mm-hmm. for yes. like what we saw at Starlight Bowl for, um, there's a built-in crowd already because mm-hmm. we know how mm-hmm. popular the Fab Four is. And so right. to have the monkey men, too, that uh, brings them to life to a larger crowd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that would be, I mean, just a fun bill. Just, that's, just, that's just a good night out, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, that would be a good opportunity to build a, a larger fan base around them and quicker. Like, that's a great yeah. idea. And then once they get bigger, though, I'd like them to get a Jimi Hendrix impersonator uh, our tribute act <laughs> open for them because um, yeah. <laughs> that would be is fun. that for you yes jimmy hendrix <laughs> right oh that would be that would be good and I, I've, I've got a buddy who is like a big music snob you know so he doesn't <laughs> do tribute acts and so i told him like man like the example that i use was twist and shout like I, you've heard twist and shout but you've not heard twist and shout until you've been front row at a Fab Four show with everyone in the, in the room, you know, thousands of people twisting and shouting. It's a whole different way to experience the song, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'm wondering, were there any like big get up and dance moments like that or big audience enthusiasm moments during the show in the, at the Monkey Men show? Well, I, well, have, to, I have to say that at the, at the mission, mm-hmm. it was really cool because like I said, that was their kind of soft opening. Right. When they finished, the crowd that was standing out there were just like, when they walked off, like, you know, you know, that was it. And they introduced them and everything. They walked off, and then you can hear the 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 crowd going, "Wait, where's I'm a believer? Wait, where's I'm a believer? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know." And so I'm running back up on stage, and the guys that were standing behind me were like, "Yes, it's about time." <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not getting out of here until you done. I'm a believer. Yeah, that's you how we got- we always knew that. Oh no, they're not. Whenever Mickey walked off stage at one of his concerts, yeah. we know like, oh no, it's not actually over. Right. <laughs> There's at least one more song. Yeah, he doesn't. I'm a believer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to have that closing song, you know, mm-hmm. and and it was just so funny. It was just it warmed my heart, like I said, to hear that crowd going, "Wait, wait, they didn't do I'm a, where's I'm a believer," you know, and then they come back out and end with that, and the crowd was just re- very receptive. That's it awesome. was so nice, so That's nice great. to see. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know, just like you know, the fat the Fab Four themselves, you know, we were just at the show last night, and they're um, doing a new show. Mm-hmm. which includes um, the UK version of Rubber Soul. Mm-hmm. And those of us that are, of course, are true Beatle fans, we know all the mm-hmm. songs, but a lot of those songs were perhaps songs that people hadn't heard before. I think mm-hmm. as I relate that back to the Monkey Men themselves, 
you know, they did do some songs that were deeper cuts mm-hmm. of the monkey, mm-hmm. uh, of the monkeys themselves. And I think it gave them then an opportunity to show people more than just uh, Last Train to Clarksville, which everybody loves, um, Pleasant mm-hmm. Valley Sunday, I'm a Believer, you know, but it was the other songs, the Papa Blue Jeans. I mean, the idea that it familiarizes or it reminds people of what it was that the monkeys actually did, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Even a, a song like let's dance on, which is, I mean, it's, it's, it's killer when Mickey does it with his band, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, that's not like a, a hugely known monkeys track. It was in the pilot episode and it's known because it was on the first record, but you know, it's not one of their, their, their big heavy hitters, but and that's a song that, pe- that a lot of folks may not have heard, but it's just, mm-hmm. a, it's just a solid fun track to hear at a live concert. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, even like at the starlight when um, they did Shades of Grey. Now that was very moving because Davey, uh, when they was introducing it, dedicated it to the three monkeys that had passed. Oh. And he said, this, this is for you guys. Yeah. And then they start seeing Shades of Grey and I'm just like, wow. You know, oh. and then and then um, Peter, John Fick is doing Peter, doing Anti-Grisilda. He did. I mean, he was like spot on. It was just, and it was fun to see because he was dancing around just like Peter would, you know? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> and going back to Let's Dance On. So um, I don't know if you saw the video of that. It was quite long because mm. what they did was they had a dance off in the oh. middle of the song. Oh. So that was probably seven or eight minutes long. Right. Um, but they had three people come up on the stage and danced to the song. So, and then they had, you know, like a contest, who do you think was the best, et cetera. But it added to the personality mm-hmm. of something mm-hmm. like you would expect the monkeys to do. Right. So yeah. something a little extra that mm-hmm. allowed the audience to participate, which is really, mm-hmm. really key. Yeah. Uh, that's what the fab four does so well is they, um, at, interact with the audience and that's what people remember 
You know, yeah. they pointed at me, you know, they made <laughs> eye contact. They, right. you know, they allowed us to be part of the, mm-hmm. of the, um, the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were at a, mm-hmm. a Fab Four show one time and Ron handed Veronica a tambourine from the stage and let her <laughs> play the tambourine on the side it, of the it was, it was like later in the week, right after we had interviewed him. So I think he well, maybe was, recognized It was a while after we'd interviewed him. <laughs> it was but, here too, but still. Regardless. I mean, it, but it, it, it that's a story that she's still telling. You know, yes. I mean, yes. it's, it's, that's just, I, I, I joked that it was the Fab Five there for a minute. Like, yes. Veronica on the tambourine. <laughs> Off the beat, but <laughs> on the beat, I wasn't shaking it like he wanted me oh. to. <laughs> well, and that's what people remember, right? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. that's a memory that you'll remember forever. Mm-hmm. Just the idea that um, they'll say, "Okay, you sing it," you know, and yeah. and mm-hmm. then you know you get to sing part of the song. I mean, right. it's being a part of the show, you know, mm-hmm. in your mind. And then Patty can be on the drums, and I'll be on the guitar, <laughs> and. <laughs> We'll just join the yeah. monkeys. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe you guys will be opening for them one day. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, Ver- I Veronica will be the go-go dancer. Yeah. So that's all you gonna... dance up on the stage. Oh my gosh, dance yeah. up on the stage. So that's one of the things <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to do is all the songs, all the different moves that they mention or the dances they mention in the song. I've been trying to learn them and right. m- remember them. So whenever I go to a Mickey concert, I try and do them, but some of them I can't find what the heck that dance is. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> for anyone listening who doesn't know what she's talking about, and let's dance on, it says things like do the Watusi, let's do the jerk. And it has a whole list of <laughs> of dance moves from the 60s. Yeah. I, some of might yeah. be made up. Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, whenever we go to concerts, like Veronica's always down in front dancing. And so a lot of times after the show, she'll get like, hey, it's the dancing girl and people, <laughs> you know, who I'm also almost always wearing my Mickey Poncho, whether it's a Fab Four Beatles show or a monkey show. Or or you'll be in go-go boots and a bright <laughs> yeah. orange dress, that sort of thing. Yeah. So very noticeable. But but yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's fun to interact with the show, and that's that's the that's the great thing about going to a show. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I just wanted to watch clips, I could just watch clips and yeah. save a lot of money that yeah. way, or just listen to the records at home. But that's one of the thing I'm I'm excited that they're doing this because I mean, part of it is going and experiencing it with a bunch of other people who mm-hmm. enjoy the music and getting up and making those memories, and not just sitting at home and listening to records by myself. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a different way of enjoying <laughs> yeah. the music. Yeah, right. absolutely, and it, it's it's a um. It's an uplifting experience to mm-hmm. get to, you know, I mean, I'll give you my experience from last night. Patty will know. I actually <laughs> had the opportunity at the Fab Four show to strum uh, George Harrison's, our, our impersonator, who was Robbie Berg last night, his yeah. guitar during the song Revolution. Mm. Nice. And um, so that was like the highlight of my Fab Four career. There you go. Awesome. Yes. 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 Yes, I love it when they do that. I don't remember who it was, but it was, I, I, it may have been Gavin. I maybe he came over. No, I think it was Artie who came over. Oh, no, it here. was Artie. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Gavin tossed me a pick because yeah. he was like, I'm sorry, I can't give you a, I didn't give you a shirt. The, the other person got it. And I was like, I want a pick. And he tossed me a pick. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I was like, I already have a shirt. I want a pick. Yeah. Well, they, they tend to interact with folks who are up and, and energized. Yeah. You know, yeah, I guess yeah. if you're yeah. the one up dancing, yeah. they, they'll notice you and they want to encourage you because that's, yeah. it's more fun than watching people slack jawed or watching people film them on their phones, <laughs> you know, from the crowd of people who are getting from dancing. Yes, absolutely. And this Patty is like the biggest dancer of all. Mm. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what I love to do because like I I can't sit still. I want to get up and dance. Yeah. And some of the venues, the security says, "No, you got to sit down." I know. Blah, 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 oh, I've know. gotten in trouble yeah. so many times. Oh my gosh, I can't yes. even tell you. 
Yeah, well, going back to the Monkey Men, uh, Brian, you're you're running a, a fan page. I mean, have there been any whispers about upcoming performances or anything? Is there anything that anyone is talking about yet? They are working on that. Okay. As far as um, we know, that yeah. uh, there is a there is interest. Okay, and um, that's all they'll say. Okay, <laughs> because okay. I ask, I ask all the time. Right, but so they. <laughs> I think that, you know, part of not not a problem, but as I mentioned before, that they're all in different groups as well. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. having the time to get together, you know, and work on the music and the the craft of being, you know, exact in what uh, the vision is of what Mm -hmm. they're looking for, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So I think that that's a challenge. But I know that. Ron is um, really pushing to be able to to do more shows for obvious reasons. I mean, there is a want for something like that out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. And I'm I'm sure that's that absolutely true, because, I mean, I was just trying to schedule them all four for a podcast interview and <laughs> had to settle for two because, I mean, they're they're busy guys. Yeah. They're, they're working yeah. musicians. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Because I know in this day and age, it's very hard to be a working musician. And it's fantastic when you're a working musician who is so busy, you can't take an hour (laughs) to promote yourself. (laughs) And I mean, certainly preparing for a show is a lot more than just doing an hour long interview with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's a lot more work and a lot more time commitment. Yeah. But it's worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll be worth it for the next show and the next 10 shows and the next hundred shows, whatever it is it's able to come up with. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. You'll be the first to know. Great. Yeah. If you hear anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. We'll keep an eye on the page. Yeah. Let us know because we, for Monkeys fans, I mean, we we still have Mickey. Mickey's still touring and he's still performing, but I mean, he's not going to do that indefinitely. No one, no one can. Yeah. You know, so having something like this is fantastic. Just that mm-hmm. we can all get still get together and still sing the songs together and have something to look forward to. I think I think it's a wonderful thing they're doing. And right. thank you to you guys for helping to keep that alive and keeping that fan flame. Oh, yeah. You know, it's my ultimate pleasure. I mean, it's just like I can't wait for more. Right. <laughs> and that's something that we, we talked about when we started the podcast was, I mean, if no one's out there cheering for it, then why would anybody give it to us? Right. So that's yeah. part of what we're doing is trying to keep the keep the sure. the fans aflame for the monkeys and the excitement going. And so people mm-hmm. who are in the know and people who are movers to shakers know that there's someone out there who's hungry for it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right. So I think that about brings us to our closing. Um Brian, where can people find more of you on the internet? Well <laughs> I have a, um obviously my personal page and I do try to post daily so Bryna Dambrowski you can um B-R-Y-N-A and Dambrowski um and then also for those that are interested to uh go ahead and join it's the Monkey Men fan group we would love to have you I do post pictures and I post updates when we have them and also the Fab Four Tribute Band U.S which is the page that I um, admin as well. Always posting pictures and videos whenever we're at shows and usually at a show at least once or twice a month. So keeping that music alive, which is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Let me mention one more thing because um, I do have a YouTube channel. Yeah. So Bryna Dambrowski and I do post um, fab four videos as well as monkey men videos 
as well as videos of my grandson, who's a performer. Oh, so nice. you might, that might be tossed in there as well. Yeah. But um, they're always up on um, my YouTube page. That's awesome. awesome. How about you, Patty? I'm on Facebook. I have Patty Adams. Um, I also do Instagram. And I try to post as many pictures as, from the concert as well. But Rhino does better than that. So <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a photographer. But I will post, you know, like my things or my what I'm doing, you know, or, you know, what's going on with the guys as much as I can, too. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely on Facebook. I'm Patty Adams, P-A-T-T-Y Adams, A-D-A-M-S. Hit me up. <laughs> awesome. All right, Elaine, where can people find more of you on the Internet? You can find me on Facebook at Monkeying Around, on X at Monkeying Around. It'll never stop being funny. I don't like it. (laughs) Twitter. It's on Twitter. At Monkeying Around. Um, We also have an email, monkeyingaroundpodcast at gmail.com. And you can Mm -hmm. also find me on Facebook at Elaine and Matt Watch TV, where me and my husband chronicle what is on our TV. Yep. And it's hilarious. So people should check it out. <laughs> All right. Chuck, how about us? Feltnerdy.com, which by the time this comes out, hopefully will be a website again. It's been down. We're, we're rebuilding the website. And so right now that's pointing you back to our Facebook page, but we're trying to get the website back together. So, but follow us. And we're, we're uh, nerdy puppet shows primarily, but we're performing, we're booking shows for 2024. And um, we've got our YouTube going now. So oh, yeah. follow Felt Nerdy on YouTube and we may be doing a show nearby. We're trying to get some. Beatles and Monkeys related stuff going, but we can't talk about that because we're we're trying. We're we're trying to get some shows going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then follow our Star Trek podcast, Earth Station Trek, where we go live on Thursday nights talking about Star Trek. Ooh, Ooh that's something. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and how about me? Yep. How about you, Ross? <laughs> <You. laughs> um, I have um not quite completely separate from felt nerdy uh double woman on facebook it's our more adult puppetry content which tends to be me and a puppet um chuck doing the puppetry and me doing the um sexy female on stage <laughs> and then um i'm also double woman on tiktok it's primarily um star trek content a uh, little bit of monkeys thrown in occasionally um occasionally you'll see adorable pictures of my miniature poodle and uh <laughs> yeah double woman eight is my uh, TikTok handle. So check that out. All right. Thanks for monkeying around. Yay. Here comes tomorrow. That's when I have to How I wish I could borrow someone else's shoes. Mary, oh, what a sweet girl. It's like monkeying around with us be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform check us out on twitter facebook and monkeyingaround.com uh uh uh, music and lyrics what's the word composers and i don't remember i don't know cut that part out 
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.